The following is a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Welcome to Issues That Matter, a weekly program featuring interesting topics and fascinating guests. Each week, Issues That Matter tackles the concerns of people across all spectrums. And now with this week's edition of Issues That Matter, here are your hosts, Edward King and Kristen Hurley. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. Um, We are in hour two of uh, this week's program, and we have another interesting couple that are our special guests today. And as you all know, I'm very much involved with the education and the youth and many different programs. And hopefully we can, you know, develop future Americans for the benefit of our country and give these young people opportunities that have meaning to it. And so I ran across this couple. Their name is Mike and Peggy Gibbs. And um, I saw them at an event a month or so ago. And I was very impressed with what they're doing. I hadn't even heard about it prior to this because probably it has been focused up in the Silicon Valley from what I can understand. But they are now expanding into the Monterey area, Monterey Peninsula area. And I was very pleased to run across them. So what they are uh, sponsoring and actively involved with is a Camp Biz Smart, which was actually founded in 2008 and much to my surprise and pleasure they have over 9,000 people that are alumni students mentors designers so there's this activity has had a very profound impact on a very important age bracket because they work with people who are oh I think like 11 to 18 years old somewhere in that and, and they have a multiple different uh, offerings and and outreaches that they do with this so let me just get right into it. I want to introduce again Mike Gibbs and his wife and partner, Peggy Gibbs. Mike is the CEO and co-founder of Camp Bismart, and Peggy is the COO, CFO, and co-founder. So I'm not quite sure. I guess she has more hats than Mike does, uh, but we're really pleased to have you. Welcome to our show, Mike and Peggy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Edward. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, so, you know, I heard about this from the program that you had mentioned, uh, that you had got a chance to share about what you guys are doing and, you know, that one thing leads to another. And so then I started doing some investigation for myself and getting educated. Camp Bismarck, can you describe that for me? I mean, there's got to be, you know, it's something. What, what is Camp Bismarck? Yeah, so it, you know, people ask that, and as Edward, as you said, we're uh, our audience are really kids uh, who are entrepreneurial minded. They they like new ideas. They're curious. Um, age eleven to fifteen for our premier program, mm-hmm. and uh, it really, if you've seen on uh, television the ABC program called Shark Tank, and uh, somebody wrote us up in uh, the Economist or CNN, and they call it Shark Tank for kids. Mm-hmm. Except we're nice. nice. Yeah, we don't yell at them <laughs> or anything. And so we, we started out pretty modestly in the Silicon Valley and and grew the program um, 
you know, at its height, we were probably 2016, 2017. Uh, we've been in 15, 16 different countries now, and we still run programs in Dubai and Zurich and a few other places like that, in addition to Silicon Valley. And so Peggy and I were sitting around one day commiserating about the quality of education because our kids had just come through the system. And we looked at each other and said, well, if not now, you know, when would we do something like this? Because we'd always wanted to to take this on and mm-hmm. we just, just jumped off and did it. So if not us, who? Yeah, mm-hmm. that Was kind that of the thing. other question. If, if not exactly. now, when? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't keep waiting for someone else to do it. You have to just jump in and do it. Right. So you Excellent. started in 2008. I mean, and again, you lightly mentioned what prompted you to get into it. But, you know, it takes more than just kind of an inkling of an idea. It takes more than just, um, oh, wouldn't that be nice over a cup of coffee? I mean, what really got this thing launched? Yeah. So, you know, I think for me and Peggy's, uh, we have the great thing is we have totally different perspectives, but I, I was kind of an alternative learner. I don't know what you call it today, but back then it was, my mom would say, Mike, were you in the principal's office again today? I didn't really like school. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, enjoyable to me. And one day our son came home uh, from high school and I asked him, Matt, how's it going? Right. And he says, dad, I'm, I'm really kind of bored. And he goes, uh, I, I asked him, so why? He said, it's a 50-50-50 rule. I said, well, 50-50-50, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like 150%, you. <laughs> right? And I said, what's that mean? And he said, well, I sit in a, I sit in a chair in, in class for 50 minutes, listening to somebody 50 years of, old, of age or older, talking about something that happened 50 years ago. It was boring. And then I realized there's a lot of kids like this who are, they learn by doing. They're project-based. They like to make stuff happen. They like to hold things in their hand and... And so, you know, we talked about this, and, and Peggy had been in the education business for quite a while and, and launching programs up in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah, I, I worked for a health foundation, and I had the opportunity to bring uh, programs in and do public-private partnerships. Mm-hmm. And what I learned, unfortunately, was no matter how great the program was and you brought it in, it didn't have much of a lifespan because the school would force it back out because it was all about teaching to the test and cramming in what was there. So whatever we brought, didn't matter if we brought funding and experts, Mm -hmm. it would eventually end up on the shelf. And we said, okay, we have to create an alternative. It's not good enough to go in and try to bring something because it gets crowded out. Instead, we have to provide competition. So that's when we decided we're not doing it within the school. We're doing it outside the school, and we're going to provide an alternative. Mm-hmm. And again, this was back in 2006-7? It was even earlier. Even earlier. Mm-hmm, because we had started doing, Mike was uh, at that point doing consulting all around the world and in the United States to Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. and executives. And he would ask them every day when they finished, he said, can I ask you in your free time to take a survey? And he would always say, if you could create a school, what would it be like? What would be the top five things that you would always include? Well, after they always said safety first, mm. it was always about classic education, real world knowledge, being able to actually turn what you learn into career-minded development skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And so then Mike and I decided, well, let's do a tour around the United States. And so we started um, visiting all of the, at that time, best known education models, the KIPP model, uh, which is Knowledge is Power program. And um, that was a urban school solution. And then High Tech High, which is up in the northern coast, and um, New Tech High, right? Or did mm-hmm. I mix it up? Down in San Diego. And these are all charter-type models. Right. And they were all looking at how to intersect learning in all areas versus you go to one class and then you go to another and you turn things off. So I always like to say when you're in math, English still matters. Mm-hmm. When you're in English, math still matters. And all the other things intersected as well. So that was one of the things. But it was always brought together with actual projects that allowed you to apply the learning. And also high level of expectation, Mm -hmm. high level of discipline. Right. Accountability? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For shame. I know. I know. (laughs) So um, we brought that back. And... uh, I happen to have, because of the uh, the um, breadth of my um, business development experience, a lot of individuals that I ran across and knew that were really spectacular. One such person that uh, Mike and I know really well is Bill Reichert, who is a venture capitalist and started with Guy Kawasaki and Garage Technology Ventures, now has um, gone on to another um, which is eluding me at the moment, but uh, that they weird, uh, lured him away. But he had started an education group. And so we met with him and he said, I love your idea, but um, it's not going to be a 10K idea. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have a return, which is why you're being turned down by all kinds of investors. Mm-hmm. Mike has probably the best story ever of meeting with an investor. Um, when we did a tour around with all the education foundations and um, met with the executive that founded Redbox, what did he say, Mike? Oh, he he said, we were married. We can't invest in you. I'd probably have to fire one of you. So I I looked at him. I said, well, I'm not getting divorced. So we should move on. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a good journey and we've talked to a lot of people. What Mm -hmm. What did Bill tell us to do? Well, we wanted to start a school. He said, start small, uh, you know, do some kind of a program where you're, you know, testing out your ideas. Yeah. And that's what led to Camp Bismarck mm-hmm. uh, Entrepreneurship Competition. It's a business plan competition where uh, local companies give the kids a real product and they invent it mm-hmm. and pitch it back to them at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits of moving from both of our yeah. careers is Mike uh, had worked with all top executives and companies and had done a lot of turnaround with them. Um, I had had the opportunity to work with lots of spectacular individuals who were giving back at the um, mid to later time in their life. And I got to see the heart of people. Mm-hmm. And it was very evident that there are two types of individuals that you run across in the world. One is the very brilliant person who can offer their expertise and the person who has, through their experience and um, just 
part of being in life fully has said, you know, it's time to do something to share this information and mm -hmm. knowledge. And they really connect at the heart. And those are the people we brought around, right. the individuals, because we knew that they were the purest type of expert mm -hmm. and really wanted to see um, cool. them excel. So what I have to say quickly is people always ask us, well, what do you pay for all these experts to come and talk as guest faculty? Just their time. Yeah. Just their time, which is their greatest treasure. Mm -hmm. So I'll give it it's, back to It's you. no secret that what passes for education these days in our schools is utter garbage. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And increasingly so. I mean, it's definitely different back in the early 2000s, but 2020 something here, um, everyone's pulling their hair. And, you know, I know it's well known that CEOs of companies and managers and when these kids are actually matriculating into the working world, <laughs> the, yeah. the companies say they have no skills. They don't actually know what to do um, professionally. So there's a, a big gap to be bridged. And I think everyone has always talked about, well, we took out vocational training in schools. Nobody knows how to fix a car or wood shop or all of those programs are gone. So it is up to the communities and people like you two to, uh, you know, make up the gap for the future, as Edward said, the future of the country here and promoting business and innovation, all those good things. So this is, so back to BizSmart, it's a summer camp. What what are the mechanics of the program? Yeah, it's a two, I mean, the, the basic program is a two-week uh uh, summer camp, uh, we ran residential and non-residential on Stanford uh, campus, Santa mm -hmm. Clara University, other other places. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's a full-on, basically the kids have, a, you know, a, a one week of writing a business plan, you know, marketing, finance, sales, you got a competitive analysis. And the second week, they're designing their product, making a prototype and preparing their presentation and it's a competition. So there's a prize for the top team, there's a prize for the top student, and they're all mentored by, you know, people with great experience who are Silicon Valley experts. And, and I think that's part of the secret is bringing these people and putting them in front of the, the kids. And they, they love it. It's, we, it's a, it's a kid centered operation. So they form their own teams. They manage themselves. We just try to keep it slightly in bounds, right? Mm -hmm. while the kids are doing this stuff. So it's a lot of fun. They have fun. and um, It's not total great... Lord of the Flies. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, not, not, well, let's see. We only had one staff member tied up once, <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the project. Yeah, Come on, that, Mike. that was a product at launch. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But you know, we treat them like they're actually at work. Well, they and, should. And um, so they come at 8 o'clock. They leave at 5. Right. Monday through Friday. So I understand that you have a program coming up for this summer. Mm -hmm. And is there still seats available, as you might want to call it? There are still a few seats available. It will fill completely probably by the end of June at the latest. Right. So give and, us the information. Yeah. What's the dates? Where is it located? So we're at Santa Clara University. For this particular summer. For this summer. particular mm -hmm. summer. It is July 24th through August 4th. Right. Uh, it is commuter only, mm -hmm. no residential. But of course, as we tell lots of parents, there's so many Airbnbs and wonderful hotel right. motels around. Mm -hmm. If they need to have that, it's available. So what's the website they can find you on? www.campbizsmart.com. Mm -hmm. 
S-M-A-R-T dot org. Right. And that's all one word. All one word. Right. Now, I also saw that you had a BizSmart Biz Accelerator, which was kind of like uh, another program that you have activated. Tell us about that and how is that different? Well, our students required creating that because after they'd been through, we actually had some students start at 11, come back twice. Because either they said, I want to try out a different role because we have them do all the management roles within a team. Or they said, you know, now I I get it and I really want to win. Mm -hmm. And so since we do different business cases with different executives each session, they can do something fresh and new. And so um, then they started saying, we want more. Mm -hmm. So we created a, a higher level, advanced level um, for them called the accelerator. And Mike was actually the one behind that. Well, I mean, you know, the, the kids wanted more and the outcome for this, the first program is a business plan. You get up and make a pitch for money. Basically this one, the outcome is a, think of a trade show or actually having to develop your product, put together the collateral, all the marketing materials, pens, t-shirts, mm-hmm. cups, whatever, and, and then you have to stand in a great big hall and we bring in uh, judges and mix them in with a larger crowd. So it's sort of a secret, you know, secret shopper kind of a thing. And they mm-hmm. go around to each of the booths and the kids have to describe their product, hold it up and actually sell it mm-hmm. to the individuals who are mixed in the crowd. They don't know who they are. And the winning team gets to go visit the company that sponsored them. And the craziest one was uh, there was a, Old, a company still around called Bell Helicopter. They were the number one helicopter makers. Yep. Now it's called Bell Flight, and they make mm-hmm. other products. And they sponsored the last project, and the kids were designing a flying car, mm-hmm. right? And the winning team actually got, we went all the way over to Fort Worth, Texas. We sat down with the president of the company, the head of innovation, and the kids got to pitch their idea. And to watch this conference room full of these executives listen to a group of kids average age, you know, like 15, it blew them away. Mm-hmm. I think two of them got offers right on the spot. I mean, I'm sitting there, <laughs> what, what, what do you want? You know, <laughs> yeah. two 15-year-olds got an offer almost right on the spot because these kids are so bright. But right. anyway, it allows them to take their ideas to the next level and actually pitch it, uh, the real idea. Mm-hmm. So that was the idea to, you know, accelerate the process. Which is good because in essence, your 10-day program helps them come up with the business plan, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. This segment, what it does is it goes from the business plan to almost startup point. Yes. You know, we've got a product, we've got our marketing material, we've thought things through. Now, let's go back to the the initial program. How many people can sign up for this program? You've got one coming up. What's the body count? What's the population? So we love to have a group of between 24 and 30 because it's very, very intense Mm -hmm. and we want them to have lots and lots of attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we expand our staff accordingly. So we can go up to 36 um, and then we just expand the venue and so forth. But we work in very different types of rooms. So we have round or rectangular tables mm-hmm. that they work around, they get up and they move. Um, they have lots of interactive presentations. So everything is a learn, do, check, act type of sure. learning mm-hmm. where we give them lots of mini cases away from theirs. So there is lots of fluidity and also have them pitch to each other. 
and learn how to pitch, learn how to express themselves, how to be creative and brainstorm and collaborate so that by the time they're doing it on their own project and they start to go stealth, by the way, because mm-hmm. they don't want the competition to know what it is they're doing. Sure. Um, they know how to apply those things. And they've started to realize that they've got a lot of competition in the room because they've been hearing the other ideas of the teams through the many cases and are saying, gosh, I didn't come up with that idea. How'd they do that? Mm-hmm. So one of the things Mike and I love to do, and it goes back to your comment, Kristen, about um, today's education, is we really challenge them. And so we'll walk around and we'll say, you know, that's a pretty good idea, but I think you can do better. Mm-hmm. Or we'll say, are you sure you want to stop there? I don't think your competition has. Because um, it's easy today to fall in love with an idea. It's hard to um, really execute on an idea that you haven't fully flushed out. Sure. And we also tell them, gosh, you know, if you bring something to competition that I can find on the internet, that's not okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we want to have originality. So you have 24 to 36 possible mm-hmm. people in there yeah. and you had gone stealth mode. Are they working on separate projects or do they have many teams that, that you break them into or how does that work? They form teams of five to six, okay. each with a role. Okay. Uh, the CEO is really the project manager mm-hmm. and they learn very quickly. It is the toughest job, not the glamour job. Yeah. And uh, we have a CFO, marketing, sales, innovation. Mm -hmm. We have also put in the role of voice of the customer because it's so important to know what the customer wants. Mm, Very good point. And so put that in. So that's why there's five to six. Got it. Yeah, They they could be working on actually three different projects from three different company sponsors. Mm -hmm. But usually there's at least two teams working on the same project. So Mm -hmm. their competition is the same. Everybody's judged on the same outcomes, but Mm -hmm. they could be running different projects. Mm -hmm. Do you guys find that you have to spend a decent amount of time helping the kids with their, I don't know if this sounds cliche, interpersonal skills, right? Obviously, teenagers and humans, adult humans too, Mm -hmm. have a difficult time with (laughs) the collaboration and communication, that sort of a thing. I imagine that that skill set is just as important as like, oh, your science background really helped you develop this really cool gadget, but knowing how to effectively get along uh, to reach your end game, it's got to be at least half the battle. Um, Yeah, talk a little bit about that, how you help them work through those issues. Well, it helps that Mike has a background in organizational psychology and human psychology (laughs) um, helps with that uh, dramatically. Um, I would say that collaboration and teamwork is the toughest development skill for them. They are individual contributors in school. Very Mm -hmm. rarely have they had the opportunity to work as a team unless they're in sports. And so um, we actually find that that we have to work on the most, as well as how to have constructive disagreement Mm -hmm. and criticism and come to a solution. And Mike ends up having to work hard uh, in pre-camp with the staff to prepare them for this because Mm -hmm. now as adults, everyone goes, well, you know, we'll figure it out. Well, you have to help younger people know how to do it. And I would say the last couple years of no school and then finally being in school, every person we know reports that social skills have really diminished. Sure. So we have to work at it harder. 
so valuable for those kids. So, and that's applicable to anything that oh, they choose to do. Right. Going back into school or their family or, you know, friend clump. That really just sets them up. So you're up at Santa Clara University, correct, for this particular summer program. Right. And then in terms of the pool of candidates, I mean, how far and wide are these young people coming from? Are they Silicon Valley or are they inclusive of San Francisco to Monterey? I mean, who are the participants? Well, they, you know, it's obviously a different profile when we were residential uh, we would typically have kids from seven, eight, nine different countries. We would have somebody from France, China, Egypt, okay. uh, Nigeria, which made it pretty cool. So maybe 30% of the kids were international. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great cultural experience because right. the, some of these kids hadn't traveled. But but uh, the, the rest of them came from all over the United mm-hmm. States. I would mm-hmm. say maybe a third was from the local area. So mm-hmm. local, a third the rest of the United States, a third, and then a third, you know, international, something like that. So what, what made that change from residential to not? So let me answer that. Um, having a long conversation with Santa Clara University, there's not one youth group that is bringing their students on for residential this summer. It's only adult groups. And they just feel that talking with the parents and talking with the students they don't want residential right now. They are really, they're not comfortable with it. They don't want to do it. They want to just come and go home. The students? The students and the parents. Interesting. What's so, that so. shift due to? I mean, I got sent away to I summer did. camp. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Um, the pandemic did it. They, really? The pandemic did it. So everybody's operating in a world of fear? Or so we had, we had residential option last year. Yeah. And we had only um, 10 takers. Mm-hmm. And everyone else said, mm, I just don't want to do it. Interesting. They would rather stay in a house with their kids, experience the whole area, have the kids come and go, than put them into residential. We will finally get past that mm-hmm. and we'll open it back up again. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take another summer to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is hope that we can get back to a a reasonable program. Because I personally, just as an outsider, see that bringing the kids in and putting them into an environment that it's all about them, Mm -hmm. right? Not the half in, half out type of, you know, one foot in one area, one foot in another. Because uh, the schools that I've run for career training, part of the gig that made it work was you're there Monday through Friday full time mm-hmm. and you know you're fully committed and we were clear with them if we had any issues I mean, we'll use the word discipline issues timely issues showing up on time and things we had other people that were wanting to put, fill that seat so you know we don't want to waste it on people who aren't 100% committed mm-hmm. now being that I'm working with people that are coming out of colleges and high schools, and it's because I'm working with both the CEOs of the corporations that are the recipient of these so-called diploma mm-hmm. graduated people, uh, it's nowhere near what it used to be, just completely nowhere near. And dealing with them directly in, in our programs, how do you find the kids that do join 
are they still the exception? I mean, meaning that they're disciplined, that they're fully engaged, they've been given skill sets like critical thinking. I mean, that seems to be lacking in what I see coming out of the colleges. What are you seeing? You know, it's a it's a great question, and I don't think that part of it has changed. Uh, so, so what happens? You know, you know, you if you're a kid and you've got these ideas just popping out of your brain, mm-hmm. you know, you sold your parents brand new Nikes on eBay, right, without their knowledge, and you know, and suffered the consequences <laughs> of that, and still come back for more. Uh, these are the kids we want, and they usually self-identify. So, so they come to us pretty mm-hmm. ready to go. And yeah. if the parent calls up and says, "Oh, my son or daughter should go to this," I'll ask them, "Well, what do they want to do?" Yeah. Well, and and so they say, "Well, he wants to go to surfing camp." And I go, "Well, <laughs> should go to surfing camp then. Mm-hmm. Should right. not come to Camp Bismarck because yeah. you know ninety-eight percent of these kids want to be here. They're very competitive. They see things that other people don't see. They're mm-hmm. different." kinds of kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, that helps to solve some of the, the discipline problem. Usually that yes. is because everybody is so aggressive and they want to win. And that's where the meltdowns happen is because, you know, the team is not coming around that, you know, the common goal. And the best teams I think that we've had show hit that wall, got themselves together, mm-hmm. figured out how to make it go to the next level and got back together much stronger and mm-hmm. better. And of course, that's how life is too. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want them to learn. Right. So how do you market this program? I mean, we're today we're I'm marketing it through my radio show. And, and we appreciate it. And I appreciate it as an educator that these opportunities are available. That's bottom line. So how do you reach out to the world? You have 30 countries that you've had people participate from. How do you, how do you get this information out? Most of it is word of mouth. Most of it is referral. Mm. Uh, We, in our early days, um, our very first year, we reached out to friends and family and invited them to participate and uh, had our first class that way and promised we would over deliver Mm -hmm. what we um, give them. Uh, And it was a great year and a great group of young people. It was actually, though, a, a huge test because most of the kids were um, whose parents were founders and CEOs and um, you know the whole pedigree of everything imaginable yeah. of higher education and we felt oh my god we're gonna have to work so hard You're at this. In over your head <laughs> but I will tell you what we had to do more was give the students an opportunity to really shine because they were always under such high expectations already and they did magnificently Today, I would say that while we have advertised more in the past, we've gotten away from, we don't do print advertising any longer. Mm -hmm. Anything is online Mm -hmm. that we do do. Um, And we do incentivize our parents and friends to be able to get the word out. Um, A lot of executives share it as well that have been through the program and Mm -hmm. and include us in their um, websites and blogs and so forth. So that does help. But this is a very special thing that you're doing today. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. We need to take a break. Quick Speaking break for our, sponsorship uh, our sponsor. And marketing. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Business Sense Radio. Today's program, Issues That Matter with Edward King and Kristen Hurley. And we will be 
right back. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. The ultimate summit for liberty and financial freedom hosted by Fox Business, Lisa Kennedy. Attend our global financial summit, four days of investment advice, dozens of financial experts. Use promo code biz50 and save 50 bucks off. That's B-I-Z-5-0. Reserve your spot at freedomfest.com. See you in Memphis. Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, Business Writing, Outlook, and Sexual Harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at AllianceTrains.com. We're back. Thank you very much for hanging in there through our commercial break. And we are talking with the founders of Camp Abysmart. We're sharing it because, you know, young people have great ideas and passions. And if we don't give them a pipeline or a road to follow, a map of directions, you know, it could just kind of go by the, ba- by, you know, by the wayside. Right, they're they're going to lose that passion, and this is an opportunity for those that are really pretty much, I would say, pre-designed to jump into business with this starting a business, uh, which is a very exciting world, and they see a lot of it on social media. I mean, you know, this is not uh, just a, a small little hidden area on the corner of society. This is really front and center. And this gives these young people an opportunity to actually uh, experience it firsthand from a realistic standpoint, which can only improve their futures as they get out of college and move into the work world. Now, you've got, as I mentioned at the opening, you had like 9,000 people that were alumni, mentors, designers, and so forth. Is there any particular stories that you could share? I don't need to know their names that um, really, you know, points to the change in a person's life, the opportunities that have been availed to them because of this program? The answer is yes. Of course. I was hoping to hear some, right? Well, yeah, there are actually many, so it'll be hard to pick, but um, we've got, I would say, um, Matt Crescia is one. Alice is another, the young woman who stuttered when she came to mm-hmm. us um, and uh, struggled through a first year, came back a second year after having lots of speech therapy and was triumphant. Wow. And, oh. Well, she she came, she was a, a tiny little thing when she first came mm-hmm. and she could barely get through her presentation the first yeah. time. And she came back at Stanford and I saw her I said, Alice, what are you what are you doing? She says, Dr. Mike, I came back to show that I could overcome this. Wow. And she was she was still nervous, but her team was so great. I said, Alice, I'm gonna sit right on the front row. And if you feel something coming on, you just stop. You look down at me and I'm gonna tell you a joke. So you think of that joke, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you if you feel that stop coming on and you're you know, you lose your confidence a little bit. And so she did, she stopped, she looked over, and then the problem was that you know, it had to keep her from laughing out loud. <laughs> but she got through it, and then her team hugged her. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's those interpersonal stories. Yeah. And we have a young man, um, 
who came through, um, he came from Iran and, um, he went to Yale. He started a company. He now works with Peter Thiel at Founders Fund, mm -hmm. and he's a partner. This is a, a kid that was, and he worked for us, right? Mm -hmm. And then Excellent. Peggy's yeah, got yeah. one of a, of a really, it was the CEO of our first, first winning team, right? Right. Um, Matt is a spectacular young man, and uh, he, he really was unique. He had British humor. His parents were Brits mm -hmm. and could... Um, absolutely have that charismatic way, quiet way about him. And he was the CEO of his winning team. Well, he um, is now today a professional race car driver. Mm, cool. After uh, trying to convince his parents that even though he would go to school, didn't really want to go to college, would do it, but on his own time, and could he please do this? He found all of these amazing mentors by going into electronic arts and mentoring, um, being mentored mm -hmm. by offering his services as an intern, the particular gentleman had a race car. And that's where he fell in love with this. And then Matt went online and entered a um, Spike TV contest to be a race car driver. And mm -hmm. the winner got to actually race a race car. Mm -hmm. And he won got in the race with quasi-professionals, yeah. got into the finals. And it's interesting, you know, what we, what we love so much about what these kids do is their personal development is so amazing. He had the grace at the end to say, you know what, I didn't win, but I learned a lot and someone better than me did. Mm -hmm. And then he became a professional race car driver after that, after a lot of trial and error. So sure. it's, it's a matter of, we always say we want three things out of you. We want zest, we want optimism, and we want grit. Mm -hmm. The grit we want to hang in there when it's tough and overcome the obstacle to do something even better. Mm -hmm. It's not well, something they learn in school. Mm -mm. No, they, they it, don't. It comes from Definitely their family. Definitely not on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they got to get it in their family too. Well, and I think it's one of the things that, you know, you all, Edward, you've seen it in your coaching, counseling, and mentoring in your programs. But, um, you know, kids coming back, it, it was tough, right, mm -hmm. during the COVID. And you all know the statistics. That, you know, depression is up among teens. Mm -hmm. They've learned how to be helpless. Some, yeah. you know, I'm a psychologist. And you can learn this. And they are representing uh, this because they don't know what to do. They don't take risks. They don't want to take chances. They don't want to go out and try something new for the first time. Uh, but, you know, and that's leading to all kinds of problems. However, what we learned uh, over these past three years is that there has been a really a tremendous shift to legitimacy of the, you know, online program. So we will be more hybrid, right? Mm -hmm. So now we have... Uh, we have hybrid uh, online teams, virtual teams yeah. uh, that, that that zoom in. And, you know, this has been around, it's, you know, there's a university out there, it's called YouTube, mm -hmm. right? And <laughs> if you want to know how to fix something, you know, fix your car, learn how to cook something, yeah. you go to YouTube. Right. Now you have Coursera, Khan Academy. Yeah. And for the last 10 years, when kids were struggling in school with algebra or some science or something, they would simply come home and sort of flip the model and go, on, go to the Khan Academy and learn it and look like they were brilliant when they went back to school you know, the next day. So they knew to do this 10 years or so before their parents realized mm -hmm. that there is an alternative to improving, you know, and, and uh, you know, adding to your education process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the other side, though. So these 
companies that you partner mm-hmm. with to come in and mentor the kids or sponsor their their project. product mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you reach out to them? How do you find them? Do they find you and say we really want to you know give back in this way? Tell us a little bit more about those businesses you work with. So this is Peggy's area. She, she I think you know we have a really cool project this year. It is so different. But I'm going to just start with a real brief. We found a woman in Pacific Grove, and she was she lost. She was lost. She <laughs> yes. was lost. She it's needed a great some place direction. To be lost so we put gonna... 36 kids around her and she found her way, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she runs a company called Cybands, PSI Bands. Her name is Romy uh, Termina. She lives, grew up in, in Pacific Grove. And she created this bracelet for people, mainly for pregnancy. When you were having nausea, it, it was a pressure point on your wrist and it reduced the, the effects. And so the idea was take this. And adapt it to people who are in self-driving cars. If you're not driving the car, you tend to tendency to get car sick more often wow. when you're not driving it. So they did this and they pitched it back to her. She was on Shark Tank, the actual Shark Tank. She was a finalist mm. on Shark Tank. She's one of the senior now people on Shark Tank that they cite um, to you know give advice to the people who haven't been on the program. And in fact, Peggy is now hooked up the the CEO of the current project with Romy. To, to give a little advice because she's trying to get, she's been invited on Shark Tank, but that's our current sponsor. What, mm-hmm. Peggy, what's her name? <clears throat> so, excuse me, Diane Hall is her name, and she has a company called Active Armor. Armor. Okay. Her story is just one of those magnificent stories. So, I found her actually on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm constantly out there scouring and looking. My entire career was business development, finding amazing people, hooking them up with an important program, Mm -hmm. being able to fund it. In this case, I'm looking for important people who are successful, who have the ability to connect and tell their story in a really clear, dynamic way that will inspire young people. So um, I watched her on LinkedIn and I said, I have to have her. I've got to find out how to get her. So I reached out to her and I will tell you that um, people that really fit this tend to get back to me pretty quickly. Mm. And she was back within 24 hours Mm -hmm. when I reached out and I tried both messaging her on LinkedIn and then I found a personal email on her website and got to her. We um, created a case within, gosh, three days, which is really pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But her whole idea was how to disrupt how you have a cast. So, you know, if you go, if you break an arm or have a fracture somewhere in your body, you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to put one of these... um, Casts on you that is hard, mm-hmm. not plaster. You can't go swimming no. if you're a kid. Forget about it. Can't get in the shower and get it wet. So she decided, you know what? This is not good enough. We've got to make them washable, hygienic, and sterile. So she created a 3D um, plastic cast or splint that could be designed with your iPhone with her app. So you take your own um, image, mm-hmm. you send it by her uh, proprietary app to the company. It is then created in her lab into the exact splint for your particular need and sent back to you. Just to be clear, she 3D prints everything. So Mm -hmm. if you go to our website, you can see a picture of this happening Mm -hmm. because we have a video of her now Mm -hmm. and you just, the thing being layered all the way up to the specifications of the Yes. The patient in this case, yeah. Right, right. So what she, what, it's interesting, we, I said, what do you need that you don't have? Because I always say, we don't want to play in your sandbox. We want to go into the future. Yeah. Where are you hoping to go mm-hmm. that 
you can utilize our young people to be your best focus group, excuse me, your focus group that's able to think beyond because they're extremely creative. They don't know what can't be done yet. So she said, well, um, I have been um, pursued by Shark Tank, but I don't have a to-the-customer model. I'm just curious. Can we ask, because we know where this is going. I'm curious if if we gave you some hints, do you could you think up what might what be she what, said what the case that she is? wanted to, the direction she wanted to go? Yeah, yeah it's for yeah. kids who maybe play games or so you have thumb issues with game players. Very good. That's yeah. It's Perfect. called gamer's that, thumb, exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. Is and people that use their fingers uh, a lot on mm-hmm. mobile devices can have mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. So the challenge is for the young people to come up with a gamer's thumb um, splint. Mm-hmm. They can design it as small or as much into the arm as they want. It can be completely designed any color, any um, logos, any pictures, any way they want, but it's not good enough to do that. They've got to come up with how are you going to market it sure. because it's got to go direct to the customer, mm-hmm. not to a doctor's office, mm-hmm. not through a prescription. How are you going to um, make that direct sale? Right. Right. So that is the I can big see the thing. commercials already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think one of the challenges yeah. I had just now thought about this because Peggy was talking. The assumption is you would use this after you had you know, a problem with your thumb, but really in terms of marketing it, yeah, for preventing it, design something and the yeah. kids can go either direction. Mm-hmm. But if you're preventing it, all of a sudden now you're selling it to Nintendo or, you know, whoever might, you know, Xbox, mm-hmm. a kind of a thing as a, and you brand it. <laughs> oh, right don't give song. any ideas oh, to those sorry. students. Oh, we're not supposed to say that. <laughs> well, they're, they're not listening to it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh sure. but the word is going to get out. <laughs> yeah. But the, I mean, there could be I'll other sign things an NDA. too. There we'll, you go. We'll yeah, yeah. You know, tennis players have tennis elbow oh, yeah. and, you know, there are other issues and they still yeah. need the flexibility, but they need additional support. Exactly. And I know being a ex-competitive tennis player, mm-hmm. having overwrapped wrist and elbows actually hurts you, mm-hmm. not helps you. Right. So um, there's got to be a better way. And yeah. certainly with this 3D printing and the flexibility and mm-hmm. and then the pizzazz about the colors mm-hmm. and, and all of those form factors right. that can be thrown into it. I have to unfortunately take another break, a quick break for our sponsors. You're listening to Business Sense Radio, and today's show is Issues That Matter with Edward King and Kristen Hurley, and we will be right back. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. The ultimate summit for liberty and financial freedom hosted by Fox Business, Lisa Kennedy. Attend our global financial summit. Four days of investment advice, dozens of financial experts. Use promo code BIZ50 and save 50 bucks off. That's B-I-Z-5-0. Reserve your spot at freedomfest.com. See you in Memphis. Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, business writing, Outlook, and sexual harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at AllianceTrains.com. 
We're back. We are extremely enjoying ourselves. I don't know if those two words go together, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> they do now. Uh, they do now, yes, yeah. because it's on the air. No, the reality is I started a school because I'm concerned about society. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about our community, and there are so many facets of education that are coming up short. Um, you're tackling with your camp is smart, right? Mm -hmm. You're tackling a particular group of individuals that need the opportunity to blossom. That's and, right. and this is in a specific case. I mean, they're not musicians. These people are, you know, creative business entrepreneurial type people, which there are lots of them in today's world because what they view on social media is making it like this is a fabulous direction for these kids. So it doesn't matter what level community they're coming, economic stratus, because if you go back 20 years, there's a big swatch of people that all they thought of is I'm going to be a basketball player or a football player. But I think today's world is providing the opportunity where I want to be an innovator. I want to be a marketing person. I want to be these creative people and this is a great opportunity for children parents and and families to take advantage of this opportunity yeah go ahead you had something well i, I was going to say that's exactly right but you know what we found edward and Kristen, is that um in fact we even invented something called camp art smart mm -hmm. or camp music there you smart. go fill in the blanks mm -hmm. right yeah mm -hmm. fill in the blanks because kids would come and say well this is not for me because i really want to be a drummer for the you know rolling stones or whatever uh and we I said, well, yeah, but you know, most people aren't going to play, you know, the NBA basketball at the Michael Jordan yeah. level or Steph Curry level. Uh, same thing for music. So, but there are a lot of other careers. You know, mm -hmm. there are people that are mixing music. Mm -hmm. There are people that are production people. People that are doing other kinds of things, which they not never thought about. So, we're for everybody who has some kind of ideas, regardless of their talent or their, you know, their ambitions. And often we ran a program. For kids to find out who they were mm -hmm. and what we found was we called it biz me mm -hmm. and the kids came in they were high school kids and um their parents had expectations oh you're going to be a christian you're going to be a doctor you're going to be a yeah. lawyer mm -hmm. and we'd ask them what they wanted to be we'd go around and by the end of the day half the kids were crying because they weren't allowed to be what at they, high school what they wanted to be right they wanted you know because their dad was whatever they were going to go do that mm -hmm. and this gave them permission to write their own business plan for themselves so mm -hmm. you're right there's so many opportunities and the schools Kristen, as you said are, are miserably failing them mm, and, i was trying to use very polite language so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i've kept it clean over here maybe struggling you, you, you too. so uh and i think for us that's kind of our next that's our future how can we help parents not only come through Camp mm -hmm. Bismarck, but find a school or, or find something that's meaningful to them. And I think there's right now there are some really interesting things happen in the future of education. And maybe that's another show, but uh, we're trying to encourage that mm -hmm. from a Camp Bismarck perspective. So I know that there are many people listening to our program today, and they're probably saying to themselves, how can I get involved? How can I participate? Or even from the financial side, how can I support what these people are doing? So how can they reach the two of you and, and get involved? Well, luckily, if they go to our website, www.campbizsmart.org. They can find our direct um, emails and even phone numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, we encourage that. Reach us directly. Um, they can even send us uh, an interest form if they want to 
do a message to us yeah. uh, in another way. But there are multiple ways to be involved. We always look for um, guest faculty that are mentors that are wonderful in their area and can provide examples of their journey, mm -hmm. which is always informative to the young people, as well as tips. What is it that is required to be successful in that area mm -hmm. if they are looking to go that way? Uh, I like to say that, yes, we will have some become founders and um, ex CEOs, but we also want to provide the skills that make them the best employee you ever had. Mm -hmm. So it is a wide range. Um, the other people that can help us are those that are with products and um, have been successful and would like to take it to another level, another customer, and would like to talk to us about how they might participate with us. And you asked if there's a financial way that someone can help. We always have young people that deserve a scholarship to come. Mm, and sure. Mike and I provide scholarships for them and some of our friends do as well. But we never want to turn some away, someone away mm -hmm. that has um, a great drive and wants to learn and so that we do have scholarship funds in that way. So those would be like grants for the kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 And it, are you a 501c3? We are a 501c3, okay. so it is tax deductible. Tax deductible. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I'm going to sign up for your camp. I don't Good. know about you, Edward, but <laughs> count you know, me in. I'll lose a few years off oh, my sure. appearance. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can come and inspire the kids. Do I have time? I would, yes. There's one thing yeah. I'd like to mention because it's more local yeah. here on the peninsula. Um, I have, I'm a member of the Pacific Grove Economic Development. Development Commission is appointed by the mayor and city council. And uh, we happen to have on our agenda right now a maker's lab mm -hmm. for Pacific Grove. And Camp Bismarck has signed up for space to occupy mm -hmm. this, this, you know, this maker's lab, if you want to call it that. And what we'd like to do is bring teams of kids into the lab and allow them to play around, allow them to create, but with the objective of actually making a new business inside of Pacific Grove or, you know, wherever they happen mm. to live. And so we will be working on that, you know, rest of this year and the first part of next year. So if you have some interest in, you know, sponsoring a local project or helping kids in on the peninsula, you know, launch a business, you can contact us. Our personal phones are on the website. On the website. They can send us a call okay. or send us a text. And we'll bring it up in a later show as well. And I want to thank both of you for for joining us today. We are so pleased to be able to support the Bismarck Challenge and the Accelerator. And we've got Mike and Peggy Gibbs. I want to thank you both for joining us. Thank you very thank much. You thank you for so everything much. you're doing. Oh, yes. it's our pleasure. Our kids. And thank you, Edward and Kristen. And you've been listening to Issues That Matter with Edward King and Kristen Hurley. You can contact Edward and Kristen through our website, bcrradio.com. And be sure to join us again next week at this same time on this station for another edition of Issues That Matter. Preceding was a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management.